Hello. Hey. Welcome to Stay F. Tompkins. Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. She's an actress. He's a comedian. We are a married couple living in Los Angeles, and this is our podcast where we catch up on a Friday night and pass it on to you. And also fight crime. It, passively. We passively fight crime <laughs> through our podcast. Okay, we don't really fight crime. We're not trying to, but maybe we are doing it. Maybe there's somebody that listens to this that's like, I was going to commit a crime, but then that podcast made me feel good. Here's what I personally, just like my own personal ethos mm. is... This I, is your PE. Uh, my PE. Mm-hmm. I think if you make an effort to put out Goodness and kindness and compassion in mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. even when you're not feeling like it, mm-hmm. that fights crime. Is that true? You're probably right. Oh, you don't know for sure? Uh, no, I haven't looked it up. Well, anyway, I got my weekend water. I got mine. And it is time for the chat fest. What kind of a week did we have? Well, last night, wonderful evening. Mm-hmm. Some uh, we met up with some old friends, uh, friends that came there in town from New York. Yes, yes, yes. We hadn't seen them since before all this happened. We did see the other friends that were also with us last weekend. That's right, and so they we live, all got together. They live like five minutes away, and we had not seen them. I know. Since before the pandemic. But we all got together, had dinner at a place called The Raymond in Pasadena. Yes, and we sat on the patio. It was so wonderful. It was outside. It was a, it's a really charming place. We I'd had never, never been, been there before. Yeah, and I really loved it. We were invited to go, and I was like, what's this? And I looked it up, and I was like, this place is cute. And then <laughs> I was like, I never heard of it. And now, like, once I heard of it once... Like, it's all I've heard about. Yes. Does that, you know how that yeah, happens? Absolutely. And I was like, how did this escape my situation? That's like what, what I heard of BTS. Never heard of them before. And then all of a sudden. The Bind, Torture, Kill, Killer? That's BTK, honey. Uh, BTS is the, the K-pop band. Oh, shit. That, that, that really that messed influences up. influences elections. <laughs> oh, right. I like that. And they do, they have like a TikTok army of activists. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're funny. It's pretty adorable. Yeah, that's cute. Um, but we had a we had a really lovely time. And that was it? Just and? <laughs> well, I went into a, a life-changing yawn that I could not get out of. What's going on? <laughs> I looked away for like a second and I was like, it was it? it was a perfect storm. Did I because, hit the mute button? No, I started yawning. Jane was taking a sip of her drink, and then there was <laughs> <Bye>. dead air. <laughs> Shit. No, I got I was well, I overindulged last night for sure. Um Hell yeah, we did. We, we both did. We had desserts, but I also had one drink over my limit, which I should not have done. But I was having a good time. I think, you know, sometimes sometimes life happens. When you're making other when plans. When you're making plans. But I I still I don't regret it because I had a good time, but it did make me a little slow today, I think. Because, mm. Like I started out in the morning fine, mm. and then as the day wore on, I got more and more tired. Also, it's really hot right here. Do you want me to turn the air down? I actually think I'm going to turn the air down. Why don't you I'm vamp? O- I'm okay, but what if I go into one of my yawns again? <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Take a breath. I will say that today I recorded um, an episode of The Neighborhood Listen, and it was so much fun. Oh, and Nicole and I got to do, Nicole Parker, my co-host, and I got to do Comedy Bang Bang on Monday. That's exciting. Or, or that's coming out Monday. and. This coming Monday. Great. And we, so we were in studio. I hadn't seen her, you know, obviously since in person since the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Like we started our second season when we went into lockdown. Um, so we finished it over Zoom, you know. And so I got to see her and it was so nice to see her in person. And it was a good group of people. We all had a really good time. It was very nice. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's like... It's it's things like that that make I don't know if it makes everything not just feel more normal but you realize how 
important those things are and mm-hmm. how much, you know, it's easy to take them for granted, you know. Well, the, this is, um, so Neighborhood Listen, it comes out every... It's going to come out on Monday, starting June 28th on Stitcher. So this Stitcher Monday. Premium. Yes. So it's behind a paywall. Sorry. I think six months from now, it gets released um, for free. Okay. But right now, it's behind a paywall. Okay. So for for between between now and six, between Monday and six months from now, mm-hmm. you have to join Stitcher Premium. Yes. Okay. Use code neighborhood and for a free month how trial. many episodes? So are you doing six months worth of episodes? No, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Oh, okay. No, we're doing, our seasons are 13 episodes. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. So, but they keep it behind there. For a while, yeah. Okay. And then it's released it's to the plebs. People are very excited about it rolling out. It's, you know what? It's been really nice to see the reaction. Like, it, I didn't realize that we had as many fans as we did. And I was going through our, our email account because we we solicit um, well, if people are not familiar with the show, what we do is we take actual posts from Nextdoor, from Ring, from any kind of social neighborhood social networking app like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we use them as the jumping off point for character improv. Comedy improv, yeah. So we, we play two characters that live in this fictional place called Dignity Falls. Then we have guests on who are either the person... They can either play the person who made the post or they can play the person who is the subject of the post. Okay. Um, and you have like different improvisers yes. that are known for improvising yes, comedy yes, yes. and stuff. Great people. Really funny people. Yeah. This season has been so much fun. And it's a very – it's a show that has gotten sillier and sillier as it's gone on. And you and, you and Nicole play consistent characters throughout the whole yes, thing. Like the you same created, every Yeah. Time. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, it's really uh, like the first two seasons are out for free now, if you've, if you've never listened to it and it's, it's really a lot of fun. And, and, um, if people aren't familiar with Nicole Parker, she is hilarious and she's so multi-talented. She, she was on Mad TV. She played Elphaba in Wicked on Broadway. Um, my, my favorite thing of Nicole's though is probably something that's pretty niche. Because it was like a show she did here in yes. LA. Yes. And I became like super obsessed with it and went and saw it twice where she plays like this aging sitcom actress. It's like a one woman show. I'm going to mess. remember the name of the character. I'm going to super mess this whole up, but yeah. like she's, she's like reflecting. It's like essentially like a musical, like she does a musical improv in it. Yeah. Um, Although some of the numbers, some of the songs are set, are, are and then scripted. she takes suggestions for some at musical. The, yeah, yeah, at the end, she kind of brings it all yeah. together, and the, so she's like, she's playing this like this aging sitcom actress who it's almost like a memoir, like one of those Hollywood memoirs oh, yeah, from the seventies, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it and she goes through all of her adversity and like sexual harassment mm. and and you know all these like opportunity like you know ba- getting paid like nothing and her battle it, with eczema. Yeah. She had a bad I, I believe it's called Suitcase Full of Lies. It's like my favorite thing I've ever it seen in really, my life. We saw it. I hadn't known Nicole that long, and we went and saw that show at Rockwell in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, and it was it was a amazing. Fucking blast. Yeah, it was yeah, really and, she's and amazingly. She just like blows me away because she's an incredible performer in yeah. general, but maybe one of the funniest people that walks yeah. the planet. She's tremendous. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. it's so it's so much fun to do this show with her, and we. We like, we just laugh for an hour, you know, like it's really fun because we get to do, we get to play with each other alone first. Um, oh, and I gotta say the guy, our engineer, Brett Morris, mm-hmm. who accidentally played, uh, Nicole's <laughs> husband on the first episode. Oh yeah. Um, he's become like a regular character on the show and he's really funny. Like he's not an improv guy. You he's know what not? I mean? No, no he's way. a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Musicians. He's in man, man. Did you know that? You know that band? Oh, with uh, Megan Mullally's husband. Nick Offerman. The Dan. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're th- you're th- <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things going on right now. <laughs> what? Wait, no, the guy who's in the Dan band, Dan something. Okay. He is the husband of Kathy Najimy. Oh. oh. Megan Mullally's husband is Nick Offerman. As far as I know, he doesn't have a band. 
It's not racist because I'm also Lebanese. <laughs> I don't think it was racist before. Then I mistook her for someone. Mangan Malali yeah. for Kathy and Jimmy? Yeah. No, I think it's it's more of a, a profession okay. of racism. All right. um, Man Man is this avant-garde band that our friend Rollin uh, told us about years ago. Man Man. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. And I so I knew of that band before... Brett was a member of it, and now he's a full-time member of that band. Wait, that's weird because Rollin, remember he wrote that play that was like um, a musical play that was like a shake. It was like much. It, it was based on like Much Ado, not Much Ado. It wasn't Much Ado. What was it? Um, Taming, Taming of the, the Shrew. And and Nicole was the star yes. of his play that he did here. It was a. It was so a. That's a funny like connection. It was a production of Taming of the Shrew that was. Written through the lens of the of Beatlemania, Pop sixties kind of, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And our friend Justin Kirk was in it, and we went to see him. But like Nicole played like the Kate character, the yeah. t- Kate character, yeah, yeah. And um, that's the first time I ever saw her. It wasn't Taming of the Shrew. It was like a. It was like an adapt. It, it was, was like, like a pastiche. Of, yeah, yeah. Of a couple it, different he wrote it. Things. He wrote yes. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it was an original. I mean, songs it wasn't team, and yeah. all that stuff. Is what I meant. Yeah. It was like inspired by. Oh, the songs I believe were written by Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Wasn't that the case? Yeah, and that, well, anyway, that's a weird connection because Brett Morris. What we if we know about him through Rollin, that no, was way before. I know about him through Earwolf. We know about Man Man through Rollin. Okay, and then Brett, the years after I'd known him, became a member of the band. Do you see? I want to tell my story that involves Kathy and Jimmy. <laughs> now. And I don't think it's cool, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's fine. It's 2021, guys. Right? I mean, we're not so... Sen- Can we stop being so sensitive this is all a the very, time? This is a very mild story in terms of your concerns about it. I think you're fine. <laughs> Years ago... <laughs> I want to say eight years, 10 years, eight, 10, I don't know. Something like that. Someone we know. <laughs> I, ha- I mean, you need to know it was like eight or 10 years ago because I think that, no, it was more than 10 years. It was like maybe 10, no, it was like 10 and a half, 11 years ago. You kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to know that it was like, the end of the decade. Like it wasn't. Mm, okay. Does that make sense? Because of, because the what it involves, which is email right. etiquette and stuff like that. Right. So years ago, someone we know, I don't even remember the content of it the email. It, doesn't, it matter. doesn't even matter. They sent an email about, it was about something like not serious. Like, Maybe it was like a show or an mm. announcement or something along the lines of something lighthearted or light. They were giving some general information, information. about an event. Yeah. And it was a huge mass email that this person did not... Um, BCC. BCC. So, so it was like all CCC. So it was like a hundred, you know, I don't know. Email people. <laughs> it was a hundred email people. We're on the thing. Do you mean recipients? Yeah, recipients. <laughs> and email I, people. I have a little mischievous streak mm-hmm. in me that occasionally can get pushed mm-hmm. or activated, mm-hmm. shall we say. Mm-hmm. And also, on top of that, I can at times be annoyingly tech savvy, which might cause me to come across as smug <laughs> or annoying or whatever. I don't, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, anyway, personally, <laughs> I understood the etiquette of such things to be that you BCC as opposed to CC. Yeah. And. Which I think most of us do. Yeah. 
And sometimes people just, they make a mistake. They don't, they don't pay attention and they don't realize they're in the CC window, not the BCC window. Right. This was a, this was an email from someone in the comedy community. The most of the people on the thread were in also either within the comedy community or comedy community adjacent. That's right. I think people have an idea of where this is going. <laughs> now that they have that, that information. So I started <laughs> with a little snarky, lighthearted, hoping to lift people's spirits in <laughs> the, <laughs> the day. Lift response of... Am I... I think I said... I, I think it was banal. It was like... Uh, am I going to be the only one to reply all or something? <laughs> I, I, I did. It was like, it was just like a few handful, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mess this up because it was so long ago. Well, you did it. Did other people also reply all with jokes? Yeah, I started the cast. I maybe started. You broke the seal. I started it and, and, and then other people also didn't understand this was still at the time where the people were foggy about their email etiquette because they sometimes were responding like can't make it or mm. you know like informational but to yeah. but instead to everyone. of yeah yeah which was a which I could see the disaster coming because I was like well this is not oh my god cuckoo I was like this is not you know this is not a group of people that are in the vibe of this and (laughs) someone on the thread got pretty annoyed Mm -hmm. and curtly requested (laughs) to immediately be removed from the conversation (laughs) And that person was Kathy and Jimmy. <laughs> Wasn't there another person? No, but there was. I have another story about a explosive email thread that was more recent. What about? I thought it was someone else also on that same email thread. Oh, maybe once she started it. Other people then started piling on, which made me feel sorry for the original poster right the op mm-hmm. because they because re- now they were somehow responsible for the for the mischievous people yes you know the mischievous people but it's fu- now were the were the 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 request to be taken off the list were they also cc to everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am of I'm of two minds about yeah. that, which I imagine for here's the thing. Comedy people, this is this is what happens. If you fuck up and mm. you don't BCC, you're gonna get people yeah. that are applying all yeah. to your gigantic list. Yeah. And it's it's not the end of the world. It dies down. You know what I mean? Kinda. Yeah. Actually you're reminding me I wanna respond to a okay, so then you're like just look at them pile up. You don't have to you know what I mean? So I got so what, what? it's funny to imagine somebody reading everyone and going, this also wasn't important information. <laughs> like of course it's not. Also, I, I've been a Gmail user for a long time mm-hmm. and like it's all contained in one line. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you're you open it. I mean, was this person still using Hotmail or something? I mean, I don't know. Maybe who knows? Who knows? There's some people out there still with AOL accounts. <laughs> so here's the thing: as a, as a person in comedy, I'm of two minds about this because I, of course, like to be the person who is replying all sure on a on a text thread or on a, on an email chain or whatever. But I know. How I feel when there's another person who's like, you're 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 dragging it out, you're drawing it out. You're I, just now you always you always have to reply to everything, but I know I'm that person for someone else. But no, here's what I like about that. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, okay, because then this happened a second time in recent years, mm-hmm. in a much more 
rarefied air of comedy royalty. <laughs> Not long ago, Andy Richter, mm-hmm. his... I think I remember this. He had a relative that was running for office mm-hmm. for like a Congress seat or something. Right. And he wanted to send like, hey, you know, heads up, mm-hmm. my, you know, relative is running for this seat, you know, looking for a signal boost or if you can throw a few bucks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And because he's Andy Richter, he has a very high profile email Rolodex. Mm-hmm. And he did not CC. Okay. This might have been in one of my top 10 greatest days of my life. Because, first of all, no one in, the, in this group... Mm-hmm. Said, remove me from the mm-hmm. list at all. Mm-hmm. Period. However, immediately, immediately, comedy heavyweights started rolling in the r- r- rolling in the jokes mm-hmm. of the cuckoo town jokes. Yeah. Now, some were gold. Maybe some were a little, like you say, pushing on the pushing it, pushing it a little too past its too many tags moment. Okay, I enjoy both because (laughs) absolutely because for me it's like I. I like the creative process in general. Like I'm someone who. I just love the process. Like, I love Uh knowing about people's processes. I like, it was like I was, I don't know, for that half a day, like I was in some celebrity studded writer's room Mm -hmm. where everyone was just throwing the thing into the air to see what stuck. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, I put my own name in the hat Mm -hmm. and I felt confident about my contributions. I'm just saying I stick by my contributions. I I was on that, right? Yeah. Did I throw something in there? I must have. I you got I mean I must have. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Well, now I feel like this was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I just tonight out of the blue just want to be like, hope everyone's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, that would be hilarious. I will say there was a running joke, and I want to attribute it to Tom Lennon, but I'm not certain, <laughs> where he wanted us all to meet up at an islands. Yeah, this sounds familiar. But it was like in the joking banter. Yes, yes, it was yes. not like, you know, for real. Yeah. Maybe I'll just be like, guys, I'm still at that islands. <laughs> it's just me and Tom. It's just me and Tom. <laughs> Or just should I just be like, hope everyone's doing good and nothing or what? <laughs> What's funnier? Uh, I miss us. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I miss and us. If you, I absolutely endorse that. And I think it would be <laughs> hilarious. It was scary because there were celebrities on there I've never met in person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were people on there like, there's no way this is cool but i think but but at that point i think three years ago we'd all learned how to mute things and that's exactly right that's exactly right and also like, People like i see where this no is one's gonna snark snap slap back at andy richter do you know what i'm saying well not, like, no not, not gonna, in a real way but they will roast him for sure no but the, no what i'm saying is no one's gonna be like can you take me off yes, the, your exactly, list exactly no one's gonna end it unless they did it privately <laughs> oh that's called like send like creating a fil- you just build a create a filter. Yeah, I know. But I'm sorry, by that point I'm sure everyone knew how to do it on their own without having to write. <laughs> I think I am going to do it tonight. Just like guys I miss 
Guys, I miss us. I remember Can you, I? when I first got <laughs> email. Sure. What are, you, are you asking me permission? <laughs> yeah. Do it. Absolutely. Yeah. You wait. When you first got email, I didn't mean when to When I first got email, I remember getting on some, oh, it was not long after 9-11, and somebody CC'd me on um, some post that they found. This was like people were like posting early memes and stuff like this, you know. Um, and then I was just getting shit all day long from people that I did not know. Was this like one of the, like when you get on like, a, like a forum thing like that? No, it was email. It was just email. Okay. And people were just responding to this. And I, I said, can you take me off of this? Right. But at least that was like, we're talking 2001. You know yeah. I mean? That was like early days. Yeah. I For didn't me. Get, yeah. well, and I didn't even have Gmail in 2001. I don't know that it existed. Oh, good point. It might not have. I don't think that it did. You know, one of the greatest regrets of my life is ending my Hotmail account without having archived certain messages mm-hmm. because that thing went away. I had that happen with, uh, with my Earthlink account. And some of our early courtship before we dated for real was I in there. Know, yeah. And there was like a really golden email I needed that is gone forever. But Unless you, know you have it. No, I bet you sent it from Earthlink. I, yeah, I'm sure that I did back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? It's written on my heart. So you can read it anytime. I know, but it would it's like a it would have been like a time capsule thing to have that email. That's when I'm I could save time in an email. <laughs> the first thing that I'd like to do. Time in an email. That's Who was was that Jim No Jim Croce. Was it Jim Croce? Yes. Yes. Joel, my friend Joel Spence, I've mentioned him on the podcast before. He, we used to go to the Y together sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, he's and there was like a window where you could watch the swimmers, and they they oh, were yeah. having like a little kid class in there once. Right, and I walked out, and he was sitting there watching the little kids like learn their swimming, and I was like Joel, Joel, and he's like, if I can, he just like starts <laughs> so when you saying that like it reminded me of like him doing a bit. Because he's always doing fucking bits. He loves doing bits. He loves doing bits. Speaking of bits, here's a bit of a break. Mm. And a word from our sponsors. Bye-bye. You know what's great? Talking to a professional in a neutral setting about things that might be interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals. I personally speak to a therapist, and it has brought me so much worth and value. I I don't even know how to express it. So I I think that if you're thinking about talking to someone, you should. And BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely through the internet online. There's a broad range of expertise available, and that might not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And this is the best part. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and Financial aid is available. Financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. This is a great service. So please visit their website, um, betterhelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There is a special offer for Stay of Homekins listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash homekins. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash homekins. All right. Well, during the break... Ah! I wasn't even ready. I, was I like, know. I, I snuck up on you. During the break, Janie did it. She responded, I miss us with a heart emoji to that vast thread. <laughs> and got a ha-ha back from? 
Weird Al. That's right. Weird Wait, Al Yankovic. I was like, my stomach was like roiling because <laughs> I was like, should I do it? Should I do it? It was like scary. And I like showed Paul. I was like, can I send this? And and he said, yeah. And then I sent it. And then I, I was Just like, so people know. <laughs> I, I don't control Janie's actions. She's allowed to do whatever she wants. Let me ask you, listener, <laughs> if you lived with a comedy god, <laughs> a comedy genius, would you run your jokes past him, her, or they, or them? Just wondering. Now, look, that's fine. I just want people to know that you don't have to ask me permission to do things. <laughs> Well, also, like, I got, like, 20, like, mailer, daemon, post, like, no longer here, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, like, whatevers. Mm-hmm. So, bound some, to happen. Yeah, so, bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Probably as a result of this threat. By the... <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'll just change my email so address. That's how I'll get out of this. <laughs> Judd Apatow <laughs> changed his email address. I just, like, I don't know why that thread, like tickles me so much it just makes me laugh but also like the fact that weird al sent a haha like is giving me life right now because it feels i feel very seen you know like i feel seen i don't even know if you're on the thread i am i saw i saw oh you you are on the thread okay okay i did not see you did not weigh in on round one like you thought i didn't you were deep in like busyness at the time, because I kept like running to you and being like, can I send this joke? Can I send this? <laughs> I don't remember Because at one point, That's I, hilarious. my favorite, at one point, I had like gone into IMDb mm-hmm. and started to make, like, submit like a fake credit under my profile mm-hmm. that, and the title of the, movie I was in was Andy's email chain <laughs> and I like That's screenshotted right. it and I sent it. I felt very proud. <laughs> I felt like proud of it. Um, but yeah. So I think at the time I was like, can I do this? Can I, cause other people were like sending photos, like weird yeah. photos and stuff. I think people are really going to laugh at this. <laughs> wow. I know I am laughing at it. And so (laughs) like, maybe that's really the only, like maybe that's the only sort of motivation for doing something. Oh, for selfish reasons. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they say like laughter can be contagious. Is it as contagious? They say so many things about laughter. It's contagious. It's the the best medicine. Is it as contagious as the new Delta variant? (laughs) Is it as the as the best of the medicine as the modern vaccines? No. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not that good. No. Now we're getting ready to travel. Guys, remember, I think we mentioned it last week. There will be no show next week. That's right. But we're going to put out a a movie watch along. We haven't decided on our movie title yet. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're in discussions. We're in discussions. discussions. At some point, discussions broke down. They have been reignited. They're sort of like, oh, we don't. We don't lean toward comedies. We lean toward mm-hmm. more dramas for the watch-alongs. It provides, you don't interrupt rhythm, you know, like you're not, you know yes. what I mean? But I think a couple of suggestions we made to one another, in my opinion, fall into the comedy category. So I'm like, sort of like, do we do those or not? Well, one joke suggestion that came out of conversation last night was Porky, <laughs> which neither Janie nor is I have seen. Is that a comedy? Or a it dra- is a comedy. So that can't even be in the no. running. And also it's disgusting. We're not going to watch that. <laughs> Porky's was a movie that was a... <gasps> what? Be quiet. <laughs> no one was talking to you. Siri just piped uh, up. Uh, okay. Fucking Siri. Siri loves Porky's. <laughs> that movie was a big deal when I was a kid. I was like, how old was I? Like... 11, 12, something like that when it came out. Okay. It was a big deal because it was very raunchy. I don't know. I think I was just a twinkle in my parents' eye. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, they probably hadn't even met yet. Yeah. Um, but it was because it was like raunchy, so you knew there was going to be like boobs. nude girls in it. Yeah, yeah. boobs. Yeah, yeah. Boobs, boobs, boobs. And I never <laughs> saw it. I never saw it. And then, and then the time had passed where I wanted to see it. You know what I mean? Well, where I was like, oh, I know exactly what that movie is. It's garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it good? I have to go back and see that. Yeah, I don't know. Many I, sequels. Our friend last night said it was so funny. We were like, there was this dessert on the menu that was called the So LA. It was like a joke, like a uh, title of a dessert. It's like, like four O's. It was like So LA. And then capital LA. And then um, I, I leaned over to her and I was like, should we get the chocolate or what? And she was like, oh, why don't we get the Sula? <laughs> And we genuinely, for a second, didn't know what she was talking about. Like, what? And I said, oh, I think it's so L.A. <laughs> and then, and now it's like this running joke, like the Sioux Law. But now let's talk about the amazing pitch we came up with last night, which was a shot-for-shot <laughs> shot remake of Porky's, but female, female from a German. female point Perfect. of view. Like a feminist, yeah. like Porky's. But shot for a shot, I mean, like, who, like, we need a skilled director to do that. Because shot for shot is, like, a lot of extra work, I'm thinking. I actually think shot for, shot for shot is less work. Not for the designers, I bet. Because it's all mapped out. Well, yeah, but who cares Not about them? Not for the artistic uh, crew. Who cares about them? <laughs> I don't know. I That's mean, their job! I feel like this could really go I actually think that makes things well easier. at Sundance. I think it makes it... Well, shot for shot does not mean you have to recreate the sets exactly. I thought it did because no. didn't they do that shot for shot psycho with Vince yes. Vaughn? And it, but it's just... It is literally just the angles. Like it was not set in the... I don't think that was... I saw it. Why did I see that? I didn't see it. But it was not set like in the 60s or whatever. You know? Maybe that's our watch along. <laughs> Gus Van Sant's shot for shot remake of a psycho. <laughs> also, he included a shot where Vince Vaughn was masturbating while he was spying on Anne Heche. So not pure. So, okay. Why though? You know? Yeah, exactly. If, if you're, you're going, going to, to do, do the shot. Exactly. <laughs> if you're going to do this dumb thing in if the first place. If you're going to do the shot for a shot, you don't get any artistic, like the whole idea, like what. Just so, do a remake. So are what are we to believe that Gus Van Sant. Are you telling me. Are you telling me that Gus Van Sant walked away from Psycho and he was like, y'all, you know what's missing? This movie's near perfect. <laughs> This movie's near perfect, yeah. but there's just one. <laughs> Bless you. You look Thank like you, you were dabbing when you. I know. That was very unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> My other arm did not move. <laughs> I, he was like, I think it's perfect, but they needed to include one more shot. Can you imagine watching Psycho? One more. You're watching Psycho and you're saying, <laughs> why don't they show him jerking off? <laughs> well, clearly he must I've got to fix this <laughs> And like he just like goes around Like pitches like he's like pitching it And he's like Now we all know there was a scene Missing from Psycho Oh, This is the thrust of his pitch Yeah, <laughs> Not shot for shot remake but I'm going to fix Psycho <laughs> Yeah I'm going to put that one Shot in there That we all know was missing I mean it was glaringly <laughs> Do you remember the first time you saw Psycho and you were like, what are they doing? What did I just watch? A mistake. That was such a good, you're such a good actor because I thought you were really asking me if you, if I remembered the first time I saw Psycho. Honey, thank you. Thank you for the acting compliment. I have like this thing, like when I'm doing like auditions where I, some, I start my audition and people think I'm not auditioning a lot and I ha and then I feel a weird sense of pride. Wow. Like I, like How do it, you know? Do they do they Because they'll you? answer the que like it, it like say the first line of the scene is do you remember the first time you saw Psycho? Right. Like if I start I'm like do you remember and they're like what remember what or what I'm like oh I'm doing the scene now. That's pretty cool. But it happens to me a lot. Mhm. Mm I'm not trying to like super brag. I'm just saying this is something that I notice that happens to me a lot. 
Here's what I would do. And I want to say I feel a little bit of like, okay. Let me give you a little advice. Here's what I would do. Okay. When you're getting ready to start your scene, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you like center yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. get, get your feet planted. Sure. And then you pretend to pull up a little curtain over your face so people know. The show like is I'm starting. pantomiming. Exactly. No, I'm not suggesting bring a little curtain. Okay. I'm saying you just with your hands, with your actor's hands, you use your gift of mime. Yes. And you pull up a little curtain, or if you want, yes. Because I, I was miming like more of a window shade. Sure. That what was like a Roman shade. That was like a Roman, a Roman shade. Yeah. What you do is you have both your hands to the side, and you pretend you're pulling the string of mm-hmm, the curtain mm-hmm. you know the stage curtain like the end of the carol Burnett show i don't recall that <laughs> i'm thinking of something else well, i think you might be maybe carol Burnett mopped up at the end remember there was the cartoon of her mopping up yeah i do remember that there wasn't like a curtain being closed or opened closed there probably was because i think the conceit was this was her cleaning up after the show was over. I think on the very last episode, she actually dressed as that little cartoon. The little cartoon lady? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of cartoons. Let's get into it. Don't you have a little announcement? <laughs> yes. I am a voice uh, or a few voices on this new reboot of all these Hanna-Barbera cartoons called Jellystone. Which essentially is like every Hanna-Barbera cartoon in one place. With the exception of like, I think, the Flintstones. But you know what? They actually, I think actually the Flintstones do show up at some point. But it's... it's gotta ha- include the Flintstones if you're going to... Gotta include... If you're going to talk about Hanna-Barbera, you gotta include the Flintstones. <laughs> you can't like leave one of them We're out. We're talking Yogi Bear, Boo Boo. We're talking Snagglepuss. We're talking Top Cat. We're talking... Everybody, you're talking all Jabberjaw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do the voices of Magilla Gorilla. Sure, I do the voice of the Funky Phantom. Okay, which was a very obscure cartoon. I remember it from when I was a kid. The Funky Phantom was a cartoon about a <laughs> a bicentennial ghost. Okay, it was. It must have been 1976 when when this cartoon happened. Hiccup. Sure, the bicentennial. Yeah, and he was a founding father's ghost. Okay. Um, real, real, real uh, going out there with the imagination on the. <laughs> that's right. There's some properties they weren't allowed to use. I think like they weren't allowed to use Josie and the Pussycats. Ooh. Because maybe they still consider that a viable property in some other way. Yeah, like they may want to do more, like another live action or whatever. Right. Which yeah. People have a strange affection for that movie. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm, I've never seen it. Maybe I'm not one to speak because I saw it as an adult man. Mm-hmm. And I think it was very meaningful maybe to little girls. Sure. Who saw it. <laughs> Why would you even see it as an adult man? Why did I? Oh, you know what? I saw it at the drive-in. It was a double feature. Okay. Right? Yeah. I saw it at the drive-in. I think I saw that and like whatever Fast and Furious movie came out then. I can't remember. <laughs> so so about this Jellystone, it is now going to be coming. It's coming out very soon. I think maybe Monday or something. I, so it's you have out very Neighborhood soon. Listen on Monday. <laughs> That's right. And you have Jellystone. And where can people find Jellystone? We know where people can find Neighborhood Listen. Neighborhood Listen, Stitcher Premium, Jellystone, HBO Max. Hobo Max. Mm-hmm. So I'm finally part of the HBO Max family. Fire up your subs. Fire <laughs> up your subscription. Take advantage of those free limited trial offers. Watch it all and ditch it. <laughs> Should I see if anyone else has, has responded? Yeah, take a look. Hey, I'm scared. This is exciting. Just opening up the app. Here we go. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but they might be healthy people that are not checking their email, you know, at eight o'clock on a Friday night. <laughs> Some people were East Coast. I'll give them that. It's true. They're probably in Betty Bye, you know, New York, the city that goes to sleep. These people don't know me from Adam. They might think I'm like, it's like some cry for help and they don't want, they're like <laughs> setting a boundary with yeah. me. How did this fan get my email address? Yeah, they're setting a boundary. I, I mean, the fact that Weird Al gave me the haha, like, I'm good. Like, I feel like. Right? That's validation right there. 
But then, I mean, like, now if I was like, no, I'm really struggling, mm-hmm. then they would know this person's asking for something. Does everyone know what a sweetheart Weird Al is? I hope people know. Yeah. I mean, he's no, beloved, a whole but I hope they know that him in, in the life. New York Times is like... Really? There's like a whole write-up of... Yeah. I didn't see that. Well, I saw it, but I didn't read it. So <laughs> what does that make me? He's, you know, like a person. You don't read everything. Come on. We see sometimes you see a headline. That's good enough. I don't need a New York Times article to tell me he's beloved. That's right. Like, I'm already there. He is like... It really he's is amazing, like really though. like the kindest human. He is. He's very, he's very sweet. And he loves comedy, which is cool. <laughs> like, the first time I met him was at... I think a Mr. Show or no, I didn't see. I have this in my head that I met him then, but I didn't. I was told that he came by the offices because he was a fan. I started working there in the the second season Mm -hmm. and he had loved the first season and came by and like gave albums to like CDs to Bob and David. Okay. Um, but I did not meet him until I was screaming in his face as documented in my, your special comedy special. special laboring under delusions. Um, but he, what's so fascinating to me about him is that he is like the king of his genre and has been since the seventies, like the late seventies. Oh, he started in the late seventies? Yeah. But I feel like I only heard of him in the eighties when I was an infant. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, he's lasted that long. I want to say like 1978, 1979 or something was his first thing that he submitted to Dr. Demento. And then he became the king of, like, parody songs. Parody songs. songs. And, what had, a, and what he's taken bril- all comers. Like What a brilliant, though, what a brilliant avenue of comedy, right? Because parody you don't have to pay royalty on. Yes, you do. Oh, you do? Yes, you do. And he... Here's the thing. It, because it, Because a lot of people think it's satire, and so that's fair use... When it comes to music licensing, yeah, if you change the words but you're still using the tune, yeah, you owe them money. You have to pay them. Oh, okay. And so Weird Al always pays. This is what people don't realize is that he pays for all of those songs that he does. Right. And and then of course, like the, there was a famous story with I think it was Coolio didn't want him to do Gangster's Paradise because first he approaches the artist and says, "Are you okay if I do a parody of your song?" Okay. Most people say, "Yeah, absolutely, of course." Because well, also it helps the song in a weird yeah. way, even if yes, the song's exactly. huge, then they well, don't need there's, it. There's, it helps it in a very tangible way too because they, they split make money the money. Off of they it. make money off of it. So then, once somebody explained to Coolio, actually, you can make all this money if he does this for parody. Nothing, he was for like, him doing. "Absolutely, let's do it." <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, why not? I think there's very few people that have turned Weird Al down. For that. Interesting. Someone should do a documentary. Someone should do a documentary. He would be a great documentary subject. Sure. I'm sure he's been approached. Scott should do it. Scott Ackerman should do it. Yeah, Scott. Scott's close with Weird Al. Yeah. So he should do it. Scott. But there was a movie. I heard about this from Scott. There was a movie that, um, or a special comedy special that someone did where they had all these parody songs. And then when it came to like the editing, yeah, somebody's like, "Did you get all the rights to these songs?" <laughs> like, no, we don't have to because it's fair use. And they said, "Oh, uh, no, you have to get you have to get the the rights, right?" Because and they said, well, "Weird Al doesn't." And the guy said, "Yes, yes he, he does. does." So they had to go and they had to like, I think they had to write original songs. I don't think they got the the clearance to use the parodies. So. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, so you guys, you remember Sopranos? Woke up this morning, got myself a gun, yeah. Okay. And they had such great music in the show. Mm-hmm. And I went to, I don't know how this, I came across it. I, I like bought, I don't know, or I either came across it or swag or I came across it. I know The music of... Yes. I got like this album that was like the music of the Sopranos, and I was like really excited because it's like what a great compilation! It's of like so many a great lot songs. of like old standards and like uh, you know classic rock and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it says, I'm sure people know about this. this. Is like a common thing at this point, but it says it's like by various artists. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited! And so like I was playing like the album, and it's it's like some. Studio band called Various Artists or no, something. No, it's called the BB Band. 
Oh, wait. Here's why it's by various artists. Because, like, the theme song, they have that. So they, they put the theme song on there. Yeah, but it starts all, with Woke Up This Morning. Yeah, yeah there's, yeah. like, a few songs that they got the rights to. And then there's other ones that they just had somebody do a sound alike to. Yes. And it's the Bada Bang Band, baby. But that's not what they use in the show. They got the real no, exactly. songs yeah. in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I just remember, uh, I think I was playing it, and you were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Because it sounded off. It was like, was wait like, a minute, this a, does sound like... It's like very close. Yes. It's very close. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's the, the sopra- Sopranos or whatever. And and um, and um I was like, I'm stuck with it now. Like, this is what I yeah. bought. This is what I got. Yeah. I don't think it was like, I think I bought it or I bought it like through right. Apple, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like when you bought... iTunes or whatever, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you bought like, like that's what I bought. I first learned about this from Mr. Show because there was a sketch they did, I think in the third season <laughs> or fourth season, maybe the third season, uh, where they did a, they wanted to close it with the song Dreamweaver. You know that song? Yeah. Dreamweaver. Do I know that song? Well, you're my dream weaver. Who are you talking to? You're my dream weaver. <laughs> I am like a Yacht Rock person. That's right. That's very true. Yeah. But the, the rights to use the, the original track, uh-huh. that can be where all the money goes. Like that's crazily expensive. Okay. So they did a sound alike. Mark Rivers, who was doing music for the show, uh-huh. did a, just a, like, re- like recorded that song. But with different words? No, same words. So you can use the... So you, what you're saying is that music rights-wise, if you're using the tune... So it's the tune that is the copyright Yes, it, it's the original... If you're using the original... The, the most expensive thing is the original track, right? Okay. That's why nobody ever uses the Beatles, because the rights to the, the actual Beatles songs are outrageous. Okay. So the most expensive thing is the original track. After that... If you do a sound alike thing, you can you still have to pay, but it's way less. So that that would cover parody songs too. If you're using the tune, you know, then you have to pay, but you don't have to pay as much as if you use the original track. Like if you took if you took uh, like a song and just removed the vocals from it uh-huh. and then sang your parody lyrics over it, you would be in the same trouble as you know, paying for the original track because you're using the original instrumentation and everything. Okay. The original recorded music. But if you record your own music and record your own lyrics, you still have to pay, but it's less. It's way less. Okay. But it also, it goes from, it depends from artist to artist, you know? So like when I did, when I did my, um, you should have told me special, I had that Amy Mann song that I put over the end of it. Uh huh. And because I happen to know Amy, I was able to get that for free. Like there was a, there was a contract and like licensing and stuff like that. Wait, she just gave it to you. She let me use it. Yes. Yeah. 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 That I was think nice it was, I th- there might've been some money, but it was like a very low fee that was like, but it had to be, you have to put it in writing. You can't just, it can't be a handshake deal. You know what I mean? Okay. You got the friends and family discount. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But it's, I mean, music publishing, there's a lot of money in there. A lot of fucking money in there. Good. That's why a I mean, lot of times, good for the musicians. Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of times bands fall out is because, like, you know, one guy Somebody's or two guys are making all it. the money. Well, yeah, because they get. Did the you see the Go Go's documentary? I saw parts of it. I didn't see the whole thing. Okay. Why do you ask? Well, just like this, this issue does come up, like in terms of you know, authorship and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some bands I know have been smart about it where they just give songwriting credit to the whole band. So like everybody It's like everybody a democratic, always has money coming in. Yeah. Yes. And it's like so it makes people less inclined to leave. I think that's a smart way to do it because essentially if you're running it's like if you're running a corporation and you give your employees shares, right? Yeah. It's like you're saying, like, I believe in this like a company. Houston's restaurant. <laughs> I don't know. I've never <laughs> been to Houston's, but everyone I thought we went together one time. You mean when I stole the when you guys made me steal the mug with the H on it? Was that a Houston's? I think no, that was a Hula Hands. No, I've never been to Houston's. That was after we went to the Tenacious D movie. 
I don't know why y'all made me do that. I feel bad I stole that Houlihan's mug, but there, there, you're like, oh, there's an H. It's H for Haddad because yeah. it was before we were married, so I was just Janie Haddad at the time. Honey, you're still Janie Haddad. I know a lot of people just call me Haddad as a first name. Yeah. And by a lot of people, I mean mostly Rollin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he says it right. And people from my high school still like Haddad. Haddad! Hey, Haddad. You know, it's fine. I answer to it because it's still my name. I did not like. It's not erased. I didn't get rid of my name. No, no. Why throw the baby out with the (laughs) bathwater? Why throw your name out with your freedom? (laughs) I mean, speaking of freedom, I was on. This is bad, but I'm on this like Facebook group. Wow. That's a bold admission. For <laughs> in this day and age, <laughs> I have to. I, it's like I'm still there because of work things and mm. family things. I'm not on there. I'm not inviting anyone what to find me. But like, I'm in this group that's like a SAG after group, and that's where I learn about SAG after stuff it's like a women's <laughs> women and it's like a thing okay mm-hmm. and i could i they someone posted this update that sag is like going to possibly adopt or is moving to adopt a puppy <laughs> <laughs> good news everyone sag is adopting a puppy uh, honestly how cool if they should Sag, to be honest, should have a mascot. They should have a mascot. They should have a living mascot. They should have a, a living a mascot. Cute puppy, like the like the Georgia Bulldogs. They have that bulldog. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. I actually think that would bring a lot of cachet to the union. Every team, any any entity that has a mascot named after an actual, like the non mythological, the ferrets, the guinea pigs, the guinea what. <laughs> <laughs> the guinea pigs Yeah The fighting GPs <laughs> They should have a mascot that is that I thing I agree The goldfish If it's, if it's humanly possible The goldfish Why are you What if they're the bear, Chicago bears I don't want a real yeah, bear. A bear No That's like a wild animal in captivity What about a koala Well can koalas be in captivity some are, yeah. Well, all some are. I mean, like almost all are. Yeah, there's. Animals I mean, there's in a zoos. shamu. I mean, shamu. Yeah. Oh no, blackfish. You see what I'm saying? I do. You're I'm saying not... this would be a koala blackfish? <laughs> <laughs> he would drag people down slowly. If you guys drag have not down. seen the documentary Blackfish, it is. I was shook. I was yeah, shook. It's, it's extremely sobering and sad. And also what you should know and that nobody tells you is that there's a scene where a killer whale gets jerked off. <laughs> that was oh, disturbing. Wait, you know what? And I wish you had not reminded me well, of the Gus Van Sant <laughs> scene. <laughs> because I had Vince for- Vaughn does it. Forgotten. I'd for- <laughs> it was a crossover. It was a promotional tie-in. Uh, I was more like I was more sh- upset by the scene of the fisherman guy who was the guy who captured yeah. the the orca, and he like literally was like burdened with so much horrible yeah. trauma and yeah. guilt that he was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Anyway. My point was SAG after they're gonna maybe make you get vaccinated. Yes, and it's to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and here's what I couldn't believe, y'all. There were people on the thread. They were mad. Yeah. And I was like, I, this is what I don't understand. Okay, there's people who are like, this is my choice, blah blah blah, you know. And there are gonna be exceptions for people who are medically exempt from the vaccination. Mm-hmm. The entire purpose of SAG after their whole reason for existence. Raison d'être. Their raison d'être <laughs> is to keep actors safe in their working conditions. Yeah. 
So what were they? I mean, honestly, was like I saw this coming eight thousand miles away. I know, I know. But it gets into it's. This is a big issue that we don't have time to get into. But it does get into the uh, you know civil rights issue. Of course, I think I think for the public good, people should get this vaccine. The the people that are. I, I don't think I don't think it's. I don't think you should be able to ask people if they got the vaccine. I don't, I don't, I'm torn about showing proof of vaccination. First of all, but because you have to do that prior to a pandemic. You have to do that to go to like foreign countries. I know, but <coughs> I know. Or go to a school with other kids. But that stuff has all been worked out and this has been rushed to a point where there's too many loopholes for people. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. I The thing about the va- vaccine, I understand like, oh, no one should be forced, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think a workplace requiring it is forcing anyone. Right. Because you can go work at some other place. Does that make sense? It, it does. There's I, still choice. I, I think, yeah, there is still choice. I mean, actors have less choice. It's not like, oh, I, I'll just go act on another TV show. You know what I mean? But I'm saying they could go work at a Starbucks or whatever. That's very true. That's, That's what I'm saying. True. But it is like, it's it's something that has to be handled, I think, really carefully because it's it's a messy issue. It's a messy issue. I feel it. Believe me, I feel the same way that you do. I feel very black and white about it. Like I don't want to be on a sense. set with people yes, who, exactly. who aren't going to do it. But yeah, I, I mean, and if they don't want to do it, that's fine. But don't come to set. Yeah, don't I know. come to set. I know. That's my thing about it. But they're like, oh, this is like forcing. Da da da. And it's like it's not forcing. Mm. You can go. Live, you know, on a compound and and do, you know, whatever and and right. you know, whatever you do, like you don't have to do this. No, but then, yeah, of course not. It's but not that- essential. It's not like you know, you didn't go to medical school to do this job. I mean, I went to drama school, but I would never compare it to medical school. You don't think there's a lot of drama in medical school? <laughs> Girlfriend, please. I'm just saying it's like, you know, in, in on a set, you're, it's not a controlled environment. Right. It is a controlled environment. It's not. It's, it's so, there's too many variables. Yeah. There's way too many variables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you're close to people and you, and there are instances where you can't wear masks. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and if you're going to have your lead actor on there who might be an anti-vaxxer or scared to take the vaccine or wants to wait or whatever, fine, stay home. That's your choice. Be masked, stay six feet away and don't come to Mm -hmm. set. But you got your lead actor who's there with other vaccinated people and they're going to take their mask off around two other unvaccinated. I mean, then you got someone sick in the middle of production. You're going to yeah. shut the production down I know. because this I know. person that, d- you know, like I know. there's no way that SAG wasn't going to do that. It's the very, fact that people were yes, shocked and stunned I, I and there yeah. was no way that SAG wasn't going to do that because that's yeah. the conundrum we're dealing with. This is not like going to a hospital environment where you can wear N95s all day long. Yeah. But these people are not really shocked. They're just annoyed that they didn't get to just. They're not do just annoyed. They they're do. like threatening to quit and go FICOR. Go FICOR? Yeah. What is that? That's like when you quit SAG. FICOR? Yeah. I don't know what that means, though. Well, don't ask me what it means right now. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Because we got to wrap it up. It means like you're taking your leave of. It's like you're saying, like, I'm abstaining from being in SAG and, like, I'm only going to work non-union. I'm going to go to these other unsafe sets and take less pay and not not qualify for health insurance or make a pension. (laughs) Sounds like a great plan. Uh, You know... It, it, so I can so I can go maskless without being vaccinated right. in the presence of a hundred people, some of which might have, you know, yes, sick people at home. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations, guys? We've been did we already talk that we were binging? Call my agent on Netflix. People had recommended I don't think we it have. to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, listeners had recommended it and also people we know in life. And for some reason, we just were never in a place to start it. And I love it so much. It's really fun. And it's about the industry, but it's like kind of a fun, it's very Shakespearean. It, mm. you know, it has all those like comedia actors where there's like status, like the, you know, the royals and the, and the wait, wait attendance. And yeah, then yeah, the, yeah. you know, it, it's just like very structured theatrically and it's perfect and it's in french so it's nice to put the phones down and, and read the watch subtitles something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but it's uh yeah it's really fun it's I will, lovely it's on netflix i would also like to recommend a book that i'm reading right now i'm, I'm two-thirds of the way through called hola poppy by john paul bramer okay um it is a it's a a, a memoir i think that's built around these advice columns that he was doing. He started out doing advice columns for a uh, grinder. <laughs> it's wild. But I don't know this person. Do you know this person? I know him. I, I, I was a, a fan of his on Twitter and then I met him in New York. He, he was a guest on spontaneous nation. And, um, I, I, he's the, the book is, it's really funny and sad and sweet and, uh, it's everything. It's everything. You know, He's a terrific I writer. I mem- love this book. Memoir. I think you would like this book. I'm all about memoir. Yeah, you would like this book. It's it's really good. It's I really just good. started Mike. Nichol- I'll be sad when it ends. Mike Nichols' memoir. So, or, or not memoir. It's not a memoir. It's a like biography. A biography. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. By Mark Harris, who's Tony Kushner's husband, I think. Oh, okay. I read his Angels in America book. It was really good. It was fun. Well, all right. Uh, I also follow him on Twitter. He doesn't follow me, but you know what? I don't need him <laughs> to follow me. Like no, I you don't. Got Josh Mankiewicz, yeah, yeah, you're fine. I mean, me and me and Josh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> no show next week. We're tra- traveling, taking the week off. We are also have some plans to maybe wean down our appearances on State of Homekins, but we haven't gotten those in order yet. Yeah, we're going to figure we it figure out. figure it out, yeah. I think aiming for like the fall, that's a double oh, cuckoo night. double cuckoo. Double cuckoo night. That means it's time to go. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We're Stay of Homekins on Instagram and Twitter. Stayofhomekins at gmail.com if you want to write to us. We really appreciate your uh, your emails and the, and the nice things that you say. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks. Next week, you will have in the feed... A movie watch-along. That you sync up to the movie. That's right. And you play, and you get all cozy, and you love it. You listen to us talk. It's great. The way movies were meant to be seen. (laughs) We'll be back soon. Until then, stay Stay safe, stay stay sane, and stay strong. And get vaccinated.